the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, how you doing, everybody? This is Pastor Joe Sutton, and we got this fifth Saturday. You know what I mean? It's a fifth Sunday. And I never get a good offering on the fifth Sunday, you know, especially <laughs> <laughs> folks be dividing that money by five. You still get the same amount of money no matter how it comes out. But uh, we're here today uh, in the middle of the nice hot summertime, July. I hope you guys are enjoying your weather as you're riding. Uh, I have a special show for you today. You know, uh, I hope you uh, like my personal event these last three weeks. But <laughs> I have a, I have three young men in the studio with me today who whose uh, uh, main mission in life is spreading the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to let them introduce themselves, and I'm going to start this way, and then we're going to go back around that way, and you, you can introduce yourself and go around. Gotcha. My name is uh, Dion. I'm one half of Kingdom Kings, stage name Primetime, a.k.a. Primo the Holy Hawk. My name is Tyrone. I make up the second half of Kingdom Kings, stage name is T-Will. My name is Joe Sutton Jr., or the third, actually, a.k.a. Juice the Comedian. I'm... I'm I'm not part of Kingdom Kings, but you know I'm I'm out here doing things for the kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> we just gonna have a free will and, and life show. That our main highlight today is Kingdom Kings. Uh, they just as they introduce themselves, they're a group of guys that that use music to uh, to reach the masses. Uh, you see, guys told me you guys have been together six years. Yes, sir. Yeah. What what, what started y'all on this journey? Either one of y'all, feel free to chime in. Uh, man. Well. I never actually planned to ever do music. Um, I had a, I was about 16 years old. I had a heart to heart with one of the uh, one of the guys over the youth, uh, over the boys at the time. And um, after that conversation, the next day, music just came like like it was nothing. Like I didn't even think about it. The song popped in my head. I was singing it all day. Didn't know where it came from. And eventually, I wrote it down. And I was kind of like, huh? All right, set that over there. Then the next day, a rap verse came to my head. Didn't even think about it. And I'm just like. Okay, God, uh, I'm supposed to do something with this. Let me, you know, see what's going on here or whatever. And I started like doing little stuff there. I had one of my friends. We started doing some stuff, and then um, and that was about 2010. So 2011 comes along, and uh, Bishop Cook, uh, who's my uncle, pastor, Real Believers Faith Center, uh, he puts us together as a group. Uh, we had another group uh, where things happened, and uh, you know, a trans. It was we went through. Ah, sorry, we went through a transitional phase. And, uh, you know, out of nowhere, my uncle put Kingdom Kings together. We originally had three members. And I remember it was just one Sunday. Uh, the other guy, he gets up and he's like, waves me off the drums. I'm like, huh? And they're like, give it up for Kingdom Kings. And I'm like, what? That's that's me? <laughs> <laughs> they wave him up. And I'm wave like, him up. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, uh, and we only had one song that we was helping. That's that Holy Ghost recruiting. Other, <laughs> <laughs> right. We only had one song that we was helping the uh 
the other group do. So we had to just do that song that Sunday. And then from there, we just had to work work on music. And uh, then, of course, afterwards, Bishop sat us down and said, okay, this is what I expect from y'all. But at first, it was kind of like a what? King of Kings. That's, that's me. And then from there, it just was, you know, learning, growing. Being obedient. Yeah, pretty much. You want to add to that, Will? Yeah, so as for me, you know, before I got saved, you know, when I was 16 years old in high school, you know, I had the thought of doing gospel rap music one day, but I never thought I would actually take the steps to do it. So, you know, when I came to Real Believers, you know, when I got saved and growing in my faith walk, you know, at that same time, 2011, you know, when Bishop Cook put us as a group, it was out of the act of my obedience. Like, okay, well, this is what the man of God wants. This is the vision for the house. He wants to see a rap group. You know, this is what God told him that he's going to have in the church. I'm going to be obedient to that vision, and I'm going to do it. I never thought that it was going to lead to the point where we'll be sitting here with an album out. You know, so my obedience got me to this point. And, you know, as we continue to do it, our group passion for it and, you know, my goal was now my goal is to reach the lost, to reach the youth with this music. Yeah, you get everybody have an album release concert coming up on August the third. That's a Thursday at the Lab Theater in the Warehouse District. It's at seven hundred North First, right? Yes, sir. Seven hundred North First. Yeah, seven hundred North. That they, they got tickets uh available. You know, you can call six one two nine seven eight four six two eight or 612-402-1763. And we repeat all this information uh, at the end. Do you guys have a website? Uh, we don't have an official okay, website, website, but they can find us on Facebook. Found us on Fa- I know. I, li- I went to SoundCloud. Rebecca sent me to SoundCloud. Oh, yeah, I listened too. to your stuff. And, and uh, you know, now I'm 58, right? So, <laughs> you know, I was, I was born when rap music was made. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could date myself, you know what I mean? Or, or I used to be a DJ, so I could date myself by certain rappers. But I used to lead a rap group, a, a group of rappers in the Houston, Texas area. And uh, and so they were early Christian rappers, Apocalypse, uh, P.I.D. out of Dallas, uh, D-Boy Rodriguez, all of them. We would all do shows together. Uh, Derek Minor, uh, a bunch uh-huh. of guys. We'd all, we'd all do shows together between Dallas and Houston, and we'd do outreach and everything like that. And and my my role was mainly to keep them guys biblically sound, you know. That was my role. They they was rapping, but I had to keep them biblically biblically sound, you know. They go in there, so you know I love the genre. Listen to it a lot, as uh, as my son can attest to. So in, in doing this album and coming out with this publication, what what how's the world going to be different now that Kingdom Kings is in full effect? Well, one of the ways that I believe that the world is going to be uh, different. Because not only this is rap music, but, you know, you're listening to two young men who loves God, who serves God to the fullest. Everything that you hear in our lyrics is what we do. This is a lifestyle. We live this life on a, um, on a daily basis. Uh, one of the things about my man of God is, you know, he wouldn't have put us up in, in a rap group if our life didn't match the word of God, if our life didn't match what we was rapping about. So I believe that. Uh, one of the things that people can get out of this music is that uh, what, what's going into your ears is a lifestyle that we live. And yeah, he's uh, he's real big on um, integrity and being integrous. Um, and, you know, music is a powerful tool uh, that you can use um, and it's a powerful influence. So uh, he wants our spirits to be right so that we can influence the people, you know, the way that they need to be. And um, 
like I said, he he said he he don't care if this thing blew up, and you know we're in the middle of a big old tour. He said if something went down, that wasn't integrity. He'll just pull the whole thing. He, he, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he will right. pull you. Yeah, he big he yeah. big on integrity. So I have much respect for Bishop. <laughs> yeah. Um. And other than that, uh, just you know, my life personally, I feel like well, I don't know a lot of people like me. I ain't met a lot of people kind of like um that's like me per se as far as like in the uh, inner city. Uh, because you know I'm still I still am um, a virgin and I'm 23 years old. That's right. And uh, I haven't met a lot of people when I was younger that was like me or people that's my age. That's I had a virgin like program me. a couple months ago where I had all the virgins and it was a, <laughs> they were still in their 20s and talking about you know, handling that. Yeah, that's a good yeah. thing. So you know, and I got saved in high school my freshman year, and um, you know that kept me out of like a lot of different things and then when pressure hit you know i knew how to turn for help i knew how to pray on my own you know i didn't need nobody to help me to pray i had to be at church probably locked in my room uh, because i knew it was a personal relationship that i had to have and i knew i really uh didn't want to go the direction that all my other friends and people were trying to lead me to and uh it was a spot where i felt you know alone and i had to just really just get my worship life together and things like that and uh and uh, once I did that, I knew I was really being true to myself. Even when I moved to other schools, uh, that was my opportunity to wild out if I wanted to because then nobody know me at that school. But I still stayed with what I learned and got better at what I learned. And I started getting a reputation for being that guy that, oh, you only listen to gospel music? Yes. Well, let me see your iPod. Who's these? Gospel artists. Nothing but gospel <laughs> artists. And uh, whenever anybody would ever ask me anything, I'll never, like, shy away from the question or, you know, like, oh, like, oh are you a virgin? I would never would lie about it. I'd be like, yeah. And they would like catch some people off guard, like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah. And, I, and for this reason, that reason, you know, and at the end of the day, they respected me for it. Right. Even people that made fun of me uh, being in church, I had some of those people at the end of the day when things were getting hot in the city, um, you know, they asked me to pray for them because they had to walk a mile home and they didn't want nothing to happen for them. I mean, it happened to them. So, yeah. um, and I believe that, you know, my bishop always says people watch your lives whether you um, know it or not. And um, over the course of that time, I, I started to come to that realization because it's even uh, other family members that's like, man, you never done any of the stuff that we did, you know, and their respect levels up there. And they can see um, what God's doing in my life. And um, I feel like I'm in a position where I can reflect that through my music and connect with younger audiences and people my age to let them know that they can do it at a young age, that they're not going to be wasting their time. Amen. Amen. Question that's juice? Right. Yeah. You just kind of put me on the spot right there. And I was, <laughs> what? Uh, I mean, we got like five minutes. So, what? What for both of you guys? Who were some influential artists in your life? I know for me, like growing up when I got saved, like Michael Jr., a comedian, was kind of someone who influenced me. Who? What were some artists that kind of influenced you guys to keep pushing and keep doing what you're doing? Well, for me, um, you know, my uh, background's a little different. You know, I ain't start coming to church till I was 18 years old. So, mm-hmm. you know, before then. I was heavy in the streets, gang banging, listening to, you know, circular artists like Lil Wayne, T.I., you know, and and all, and all the rest of them. So, you know, when I got to church, when I first started coming to church, the first artist I heard was Mr. Dell, mm-hmm. you know. So <laughs> that, that's the first artist that I heard. You know, one of the ministers in the church, she used to pick me up and she was playing Mr. Dell. And what caught me was the beat. Cause I didn't know the lyrics. I didn't know what he was mm-hmm. talking about. The beat caught me. I'm like, man, this beat go hard. <laughs> you know? So he was Mr. Dell. He was my man. I was yeah. bumping him until I got to some new music. And then, then the next artist I heard was Kajo, uh-huh. Ken Jones, you know, shout out to my man's Kajo. So, you know, he was a big influence in my life as, you know, be, being a new 
Christian artist uh, being saved, coming off the streets, uh, getting my life together. Mm-hmm. You know, his songs influenced me to, to to live better. His songs influenced me to do the right thing. And then from then, it went on to Lecrae, to Derek Minor, to mm-hmm. Trip Lee, to KB. You know, I still listen to KBO stuff. Man. I, yeah. I love that dude. Like, his... His music is just off the chain to me. So, and there are other, yeah, right. And there, there are others out there uh, that influence me as far as in the uh, gospel rap world. Cool, cool, man. For me, oh, as far as uh, music that I really believe kept me safe and on mm-hmm. the journey, definitely got to throw Fred Hammond out there. Something about love. That's my album. <laughs> <laughs> That's my album. Play that anytime. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, when I was uh, a little older, when I was going through that spot I was talking about a little earlier about feeling alone and wasn't nobody else. I felt like the youth in the church wasn't saved how I was trying to be. And, of course, the kids at school wasn't saved how I was trying to be. In uh, 2103, they had this song called Everybody Can't Go. And it was pretty much talking about, you know, sometimes you got to just go your own path in your own way. And that song, to this day, you can turn it on and I just get to go in. Because I just remember what it I remember what it helped me get out of in the uh the emotion it brought me and how it made me feel at peace with the decision I was doing, even though my friends weren't following. So they definitely helped me stay on track. And, uh, I mean, like you said, he mentioned Ken Jones earlier. That's like my favorite overall yeah. artist, period. <laughs> you it's know? like a combination of worship and rap music. Right. Yeah, he right. on track yeah. at the you same can, time. He, He'll take you any direction. Yeah. <laughs> That's my dude. So I remember Ken one Jones time definitely. at uh, they be, when they had the, uh, uh, the nightclub down in Living Word had uh, three degrees. Three degrees, and uh, me and an, another uh, young man, Elwood Jones of Urban Street Level, we would always bring in artists, and so we brought in uh, Idol King, MC Peace. Man, when Idol King finished, nobody else could minister. Mm. As the only rap concert I ever been to. Well, the Holy Ghost fell. The Holy Ghost fell at Rapcon. People, the other group couldn't do nothing. They couldn't go. No, for, they had to stop and give an altar call. They tried to jump on there and do their set, and, and they had to stop and give an altar call because it, the, the Spirit of the Lord was so thick uh-huh. in the house, and I had never, and I had been to many of them, right, and I had never felt that way. It, it was if worship had happened, and it yeah. wasn't worth, you know what I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, they singing songs like Ain't Nothing in Hell I Won't, but all of a sudden the Holy Ghost fall. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's like and uh, and so a lot of people always want to question the medium. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, that mm-hmm. goes into there. But you have to understand is that that, that sometimes when 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 uh, art form is released, you know, I used to always tell my guys, I say, how can a, a, a non-believer sit in a room and come up with a beat or a song and make millions, but a believer is copying him? I said, you don't copy him. You, he should be copying you. You know what I mean? You, you don't need to copy nobody's style. You don't need right. to listen to nobody yeah. else. Right. I said, because all you got to do is get along with the Lord and let him give you what's unique, and he will give you what you need, that voice, yeah. to reach reach a generation. So what we're going to do as we come up on the break, uh, I'm going I'm going to ask you guys, you three guys, you know, what do you think uh, is needed to reach your generation? Not just them hearing the gospel, but to go back, like you were saying, Dion, to start living that life, to start putting that time in and develop a personal relationship with the Lord. Because that's that's what 
that's what's going to keep people. That's what's going. That's what's going to keep people there. I mean, you are fortunate enough to have a good church to go to. Mm-hmm. You know, real believers over in North Minneapolis. You know, I know people are scared to come to North Minneapolis, but there's some good churches in North Minneapolis. And uh, and so, but you know, we need that oomph in our step. So we're gonna listen to one of y'all songs as we go out and come in. And uh, y'all stay tuned, and we're gonna talk about what it takes to reach the next generation. To a saint from a sinner That old life left me scarred Left me bitter To die's gay Dead in my flesh Eternal life I see Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities, emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. TheFishTwinCities.com is home to the best in today's Christian music. The best melodies. Give me your heart for the ones forgotten. Give me your eyes so I can see. The top artists. And the greatest message. Listen on TheFishTwinCities.com and with the free mobile app. The Fish Twin Cities. Safe for the whole family. right now turn your speakers all the way up let's go with music i do what i want to do yeah we do what we want to do okay okay, okay. i do what i want to do If I had a, if I had a stereo, I'd drive down the street with that loud. Amen. <laughs> Pay everybody back for what they do to me because I live on a corner. <laughs> I'd be sometimes want to just stick a speaker out the window, stick my bowls out the window, and just pay them all back, man. So they come out there all times of night blasting music. All right, so we talk about uh, your know, the main thing is God always gives us gifts and talents and abilities. Uh, to carry out our purpose and carry out his word. And uh, and we all have a different avenue of that. And so I'm going to start here with uh, with Juice, the comedian, and uh, and, and just think, uh, it, it, what do you think it's going to take to reach uh, your generation and how what you're doing is going to be effective in that? Um, I think a main, a main piece of it is uh, foundation and just having um, people to see what, see other people living the way that, you know, that we're saying to live. So instead of preaching it, we also live in it at the same time. Cause a lot of, a lot of people see Christianity as like this, this whole lifestyle of, I have to be a monk and I can't, you know, it's not fun. <laughs> it's not, I can't, I can only do certain things. And it's like, but the reality of it is, it's like, it's a whole different perspective. And so like having people see that, you know, we're loving the way we're living. And it's not, it's not just like a, uh, a rule by rule thing but it's a lifestyle it's something that comes to us naturally and i would say if for me at least like with comedy it's kind of a way to break into that um that atmosphere of you know breaking the ice because i mean everybody likes to laugh and so i i see comedy as my ministry as in a way to break the ice but at the end of the day 
I'm going to leave you with something to remember, some type of message that you'll have to go by. Um, and it, it comes, for me, it boils down to purpose and knowing your purpose and knowing the gifts that God has given you to live out um, in his will. And so that's that's kind of like how I see it as, you know, basically just living the way God wants us to live, but also letting people know that it's fun while doing it. And they'll know that when you're in the spirit and when you're in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. That's what it says in the Bible. And so I want to be that guy to kind of show that joy. Like when I'm on stage, show that joy. And um, my, my kind of my theme verse is first John four, four, which is basically we can overcome all things because greater is he that is in me than he that is um, in the world. And, I kind of theme that as I got the juice and it's like then where we come from, you know, I got the juice kind of means like you got, you got, you know, the power the sauce, the, whatever you want to call it. And it's like, why can't we say that? Because we have the creator on our side. So we got the juice. We can, we can live out our dreams and um, our purpose through him. And I'm so, glad you clarified that. Cause I didn't want people thinking, you know, <laughs> no OJ stuff. Up yeah. No, 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 no. I got the juice. Will, yeah. <laughs> All right, Will, right, what do you think is going to take to reach this generation? Yeah, to uh, reach this generation, um, you know, my main thing when I'm always thinking about how to reach this generation is, you know, music is a big part of it because, you know, as we see, as we drive down our community, all we hear is, you know, rap music, trap music, no matter if they're talking about drugs, no matter if they promote violence or talking about uh, women and et cetera, et cetera. So, and what's going on in this music, what these artists are talking about, we see our kids doing it. We see our kids doing drugs, our kids sleeping with different women or or the young girls sleeping with different men. We see our kids promote violence in the neighborhood. So if our generation can hear more positive music, more gospel music, and they can see that somebody is actually living what they're talking about in that gospel music, that's going to encourage them to live a different life. Because it helped me out. I had to see somebody... Um, at the age of 18, I had to see somebody living uh, this life. You know, we got to lead by example. You know, our example is going to show people like, okay, if he can do it, then I can do it. Uh, one of the young men in our church that I invited when I was 18, you know, uh, we worked at the same job, uh, Tree Trust, and he gave his testimony where he was asking God because he was heavy in the streets. He was asking God, like, God, show me somebody my age that's living this life. If you show me somebody that's living this life, I'm going to do it. You know, and I and I came upon and I witnessed to that young man. We was around the same age at that time. I witnessed to him. And he came to church because he seen somebody living this life. So we need more of that. And I believe when we have more of young people living living for God, giving their life to God, worshiping God, praising God, you know, being an example, doing it every day till the fullest, not compromising, then it's then everybody else gonna catch on with it. It's like a it's like a domino effect. You know, so that's that's how yeah, you you follow crazy people who stay true. Exactly. You know, and, yeah, and the reason why you follow because they stay true. They true. Right. <laughs> they're true thug or they're true. Exactly. They're true, whatever. You know, what I mean, true Satan is they. But you follow them because they're true. You're looking for truth. Right. You got to so. be real with it. You know, if you real with your lifestyle, others gonna catch on to it. You gotta let your light shine. You can't be afraid to do it. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, I, clean I, up. <laughs> I agree with uh what both of them said. Definitely a foundation. Um is a key and definitely um, with music and a little bit what he said um, I really believe consistency is key um, you know if you're telling somebody to live a certain way you should be doing that as well and they should be able to see that in your life and see it play out all the time uh, especially 
um, if you can be, because uh, people want to see people that look like them. So if I, if people my age, I want people my age to be saved. If I'm saying, hey, come be saved, they got to at least see me doing it. Because um, one of the reasons why I, I chose to get saved was uh, my uncle took me in when I was younger. And I didn't pay attention for, to nothing in church for six years before I decided to be like, all right, I'm going to try it out. But one of the main things I saw was everything he preached on Sunday, Wednesday, whenever, he was consistent in the house. Everything was the same. What I saw on Sunday is what I saw in the house. He treated me just like any of his other kids. Because I, I lived with family before, and I was like the stepchild that did nobody like. You know, he, you know, he treated me with the same consistency. He treated everybody the same. Uh, and he never forced the word on there, anybody. He just right. said what just, God said, just, and it was yeah. up to us yeah. to respond. And, you know, one day I finally responded, but it was his consistency. Even when I was acting up, it was his consistency that uh, that got us there. So and uh, even in the music, I want to say, uh, you know, God is definitely in the music. Um, you know, we got a concert coming up August 3rd, Thursday at 7 p.m. at the Lab Theater. So make sure you come out because God is definitely in the music. Uh, we've been... Uh, doing ministering at a, a few churches and they say they feel the anointing of God on it and people said they felt a certain way about it and they could feel God in it so we want you guys to come uh, experience this with us let me say one thing that if you come to the door and say you heard this program on Isaiah 61 I pay for 20 people to get in free I'll give you the money for 20 tickets and they can get in free that's how much I feel about you guys hey thank you and we'll be back next week how much is it a ticket Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.